The watchtower is clear, the seas are calm, and the forces of Moir are poised for an all-out assault. When will the call to action come? Will the plan go off without a hitch? Or are they dead in the water? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. Oh, I am recording this wearing my work clothes. We're recording this on a weekday mm-hmm. after work. I'm recording them still in my work clothes. I have not changed out of them as we wait for the overly loud motorcycle to drive past. <laughs> because I knew that if I did, I would just flop over and be a catatonic little catfish for the rest of the <laughs> evening. Because, man, I am tired. You had a long day. I've had a long day. I've had a long week. It's been a long month. <laughs> a lot of people say, like, it's been a long year, and it has been, admittedly, but man, for us, it has been a long month. It has. That Hello, overly aggressive muffler, or lack thereof. The past, like, <laughs> six weeks for us have been pretty bonkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. bonkers. Mm-hmm. We're pulling this one skin, skin of our teeth. <laughs> Y'all should be lucky you even have an episode this yep. week. <laughs> Because it's down to the wire right now. Yeah, it's down to a pancake's hair. It's down to a pancake has long hair. It's down to a frying pan's hair. Oh, I thought it was like the width of the hair. I feel like her hair is still I'm sure chonkier. Is. That is I true. I think frying pan's hair is finer. One of her thin, fine <sighs> tum-tum hairs. Yes, but not her tum-tum. Not her t- it is indeed not thin. Not her tum-tum. The hair upon her. Upon her tum-tum. Tum-tum. But it- <laughs> but yes, we're we're tired. I'm very tired. I've been yeah. driving a lot, and I'm in my cute little polo, my little khakis. He does look very cute. Recording this, so yeah. After this, I'm gonna change into some nice jammies, lie on the couch, and probably fall asleep in front of the TV. <laughs> That is it's my most plan. Most likely going to happen. That's my plan. Gwen, <laughs> Gwyneth usually doesn't fall asleep watching TV. I do not. She's never taken a real nap on our couch, which I keep telling That's her also she true. needs to, because it's amazing. But there, there's just something about sitting down late. You're tired. You put something on TV that's interesting enough that you want to watch it, but not interesting enough that you care if you like miss a huge chunk of it, and just accepting that. You're probably going to fall asleep and that's okay. And then just kind of like drifting off and waking and, you know, having your wife shake you awake <laughs> half an hour later, be like, Bonnie, you fell asleep. We should just go to bed. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's a great feeling. It's like, it's, it's like the adult version of when you're like a kid on a car trip and you just kind of fall asleep and you wake up and your parents are like, okay, we're home now. You say, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Unfortunately, I will never be able to experience my wife waking me up. So 
That's true. That's mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. Well, well if think... you fell asleep, you could at least get a husband. <laughs> That's true. But you're always like you. You. I am. I'm the one who sleeps. Austin is the one who sleeps. Well, unless it's the morning, and then I'm the one who has to rile your sorry little butt out of bed. <laughs> hey now, I'm not that bad. I'm like, come on, bud, you should start thinking about getting up. Here you five more minutes. <laughs> I'm like, bud, you've had like three alarms, and now I'm I'm shaking you awake. <laughs> you need to get alarm. up. Five more minutes. But I got coffee right here. No. <laughs> that's you in the mornings. Well, that's also like, because sometimes I lay in bed 45 minutes after we've like gone to bed and I'm like, oh, I'm still awake. Oh, hello. Thoughts? And then you're just. Yeah. I got, I got right it down. You should really try what I do, and that's just falling asleep immediately. <laughs> the, why don't I just do that? Why don't you just try that? I don't that? know why I didn't just think of falling asleep when I get into bed. You should, you should just fall asleep when you get... It's all about willpower, really. Of course. <laughs> you know, nothing puts you to sleep faster than willing yourself to fall asleep hey. and concentrating on sleeping. Have you ever tried it? Yeah. Have you tried? Well, you didn't try hard enough. Apparently. <laughs> it didn't? got to usually like three a.m., and I was like, "Oh, this is somehow not working." Well, you could just say a lack of will. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps you never know. I mean, I'm a relatively willful person. Not in the mornings. That's true. Like, bud, we gotta work out. You're like, no. <laughs> That is true. I mean, no, like, please. <laughs> like, but we both said we were going to do this this week. No, I don't think I've, I'm too tired. I don't think I've said it like that. No, you don't. I'm obviously <laughs> dramatizing the experience. You usually just like, and then roll over and don't get out of bed. <laughs> and then, like, 20 minutes later, you crawl out, and I'm like doing my thing, and I'm like, "Are you going to come? You're going to come join me?" And you're like, "No." <laughs> I did. I guilted her into working out with me the other he day. He did, and it did work, and I was grateful for the guilting. But it's just been very, it's been surprisingly cold here for being May, and it's just been a little bit hard to get up. It shouldn't be a surprise, as you have lived here for a decade. That's true, but still. It is cold. It's kind of like, it's still, yeah. I don't know. Anywhere from six to nine months out of the year. <laughs> and gray. And gray. It's just the way it is. You gotta, you gotta just push yourself through it anyway. Oh, but yeah, we're we're trying to get back on that workout train. Mm-hmm. We were really good in our last apartment, then we bought a house and everything fell apart. <laughs> Thankfully, not everything in the house fell apart. Only only some, only some of the stuff in the house fell apart. Uh, our our garbage disposal gave up the ghost yesterday. Yep, garbage disposal bit it. I saw a little puff of smoke coming out of the cabinet underneath the sink, and yeah. I was like, oh, that that, that does that's not. Mm-mm, that's got a not hole a good in thing. the roof. Got a hole in the roof. Well, a hole in the ceiling. Yeah. A leak in the roof. We got, we got some stuff. Mm-hmm. We got some stuff. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But where? We're, we're getting there. <laughs> we're just very tired. We're just so we're tired. We're just tired people right now. <laughs> We've been all over, all over uh, the country the past couple weeks. Yeah. <sighs> So also here we are because you travel for work. So Drew, I've been all over Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. in Delaware, and Ohio. There's not much to see in Delaware. Yeah, I feel like I've experienced the state to its fullest, <laughs> and I was only there for like two weeks. It's like, yep, I've done this. I don't need to come back. I can 
checkmark Delaware. Yeah, Delaware. Done, done the Delaware thing. Done. Fully uh, experienced. But you know who else has been all over the place? Who? Carhoon. Hey. Ah, just kidding. Octavia, who is the real <laughs> hero of this story. Well, Carhoon has it's as well. <laughs> I wasn't satisfied being the dungeon master, so I just made my DMPC better than the <laughs> the PC too. <laughs> Carhoon's gonna come in and actually save the day. You're gonna get to the final encounter, and Carhoon's gonna be the secret to it all. And you're gonna be like, "But my arc is so unsatisfying." And I'll be like, "I know, <laughs> Carhoon's the real hero of this story." No, I wouldn't do that. I feel like I'd be surprisingly okay with that. I don't know. I like Carhoon a lot. Yeah, me too. I do. I do regret I made. I based his initial stats off the werebear stats, was which in retrospect was a mistake because he had a 20 strength at like level three. And I was like, ooh, that, mm, well, probably level four. I was like, yeah, ooh, yeah, that's, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't have a stat that high. That's my bad. <laughs> and then I just never like retconned it. So I was like, oh, probably could have toned him down to start with. <laughs> He is very toned. Bad. I was like, that's, that's my bad. That's next time. I'll remember to do that. Because werebears are, you know, obviously. But he's just super strong. And I was mm. like, I'll just take this and kind of mush it into uh, into kind of half halfsy character sheet, halfsy, halfsy sidekick rule, halfsy werebear rule. And like, his, his stats were a bit higher than uh, they necessarily should have been. But I, at least that's all he does, so. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was going to be like. I'm like, he does one thing very, very well. He's also smarter than you. He is also smarter than I am, but. He's there to fill in the gaps. Exactly. I love Garhoon. Me too. I he's, would totally be fine. He's He's got, he's got yeah. one of the better backstories I've ever come up with, which is partially because I invented most of this world, mm-hmm. or at least the details of this world. As it as it currently stands iterated, so I could kind of do whatever I want to. It's a bit harder when you're a player and someone else is, you know, the omnipotent god of that world to be like, can can my person have, you know, unleashed a curse on an entire city like 500 years ago? It's just a, it's just a bit harder to pull. Yep, it is really fun creating the all of the stories for the characters here in Moir because it's like sure. Yeah. We have a city out in the desert. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. But we should actually play this game if I can summon the mental fortitude <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Which will be short episode, short episode today. <laughs> That's it. We're we're done. Okay. Octavia, what do you do? Um, so I was able to And we're gonna pick up their next episode. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you like, we what did you this heard, joke like four <laughs> episodes ago. Was it just that? It recently? wasn't that long ago because I, I remember putting the the ending music in like as you started to say that like ten minutes in. We we can't redo still, it. It's still funny. <laughs> it's like the door of annihilation, and you die. You die instantly. <laughs> Seriously, I'm gonna put that in one of these days, and you're gonna be really mad at me. Yeah, I will. Be like, no, legit. Make a new character. I gotta figure out how to rewrite the story because you didn't check this one door. <laughs> All right, you just blew up a watchtower. You killed a bunch of things and stopped the little shark people from warning the city that you are approaching. Uh, we left off right there. You just finished the that combat took longer than I thought it would. Honestly, it was really fun. You had one shark person down 
to like one more hit would have killed it and then you were like i'm gonna go after the other one instead and i was like oh okay classic just, me could have just killed this one now and saved yourself like an extra two or three rounds of running back and forth but okay i'll well, go with it i wanted to, i wasn't sure how fast they were or yep, things like that so we got there I just was not. It, it saved me because I didn't have time to. Pre- I didn't have time to prep this week, so I'm kind of <laughs> running off fumes here. I'm probably saying too much. <laughs> don't just don't lift the DM screen that part. Much. I feel like part of the appeal of the show at this point <laughs> is just like the blatant honesty. <laughs> yeah, just the honesty. A- anyone who's actually stuck with us this far, mm-hmm. because there aren't as many of you as there were when we first started this show. <laughs> Thank you all. Yeah. We appreciate it. Tell your friends and like and subscribe. But if you've made it this far, it's kind of like you, you, you know. At this point, I, some week there, there are some stretches where I actually I have time and I prep, and sometimes where I'm just like my favorite GIF is uh, from Wallace and Gromit, where the dog Gromit is on a little toy train set and he's just laying the tracks down as the train is going. <laughs> that's 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 me every now and then. Not always. I I do have you know. I don't want to make myself sound like a complete lazy bones or uh, like I don't put any work into this because I do just there are sometimes when I have more time to actually write it out and sometimes when I'm just like I have to think about this and then just when I get to the session I've got it all in my brain and I hope it comes out all right so I do have a plan for this episode it's just Mm -hmm. not written down anywhere (laughs) because I just didn't have time. You should uh, dictate to Siri when you're driving. Oh, tired. Well, that's what I, I I don't dictate, but that's what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Having imaginary conversations in my head, figuring out what people are going to do. And one of those conversations is as a lot of you mop up this camp and head back, I'm assuming, at least to Jasolka, to uh, kind of figure out what the scoop is. So, is that what you do? Don't want to put words in your mouth. But we've been, I, I'll, I've been, we just need to get to the action. <laughs> what do you do? Um, uh, yeah, Octavia and Carhoon are going to, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> <sighs> Octavia and Carhoon are going to head back to Jasulka and then they're going to head back to the boats. You go back to Jasolka, who's waiting a few hundred feet away in the tall grass, kind of crouched behind a rock. He sees you approach and says, Well, 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 it looked like you uh, were in a bit of a sticky wicket there for a moment, but it seems like all is well. I don't believe the city has uh, caught in wind of your little uh, coup d'etat back here. Yeah, I think, I mean, some of them tried to get out through the water, but... That's what I, I was referring good. to, yes. I have oh, very good eyes. I wasn't sure if you were referring to the, the clinky clankies of the stuff around the edges and stuff. No, I said the city. Oh, no, you, right. you almost, you, the two of you almost royally bungled it up. Well, I mean, as as you have kind of seen in this body and, and experienced with being in a ring, that is kind of our thing. Mm-hmm. But we always somehow make well. it through. Mm. So, so far. So far. Up to this point. Well, while you were uh, dilly-dallying about, these fellows showed up, and he waves behind, and you see, like, a solid squadron of Moerian soldiers who are, you know, kind of coming through the brush behind you. Mm -hmm. 
and just focus like yeah, these are to ensure that uh, no one reoccupies the uh, the watchtower in your midst so thank you for taking care of that oh that's good call yeah yeah so some people have basically been sent you know behind you to just go there make sure nobody comes to send reinforcements to check on them and if they do to you know make sure work doesn't get out but you did the heavy lifting of actually getting getting things taken care of first nice it's really sweet <sighs> Thank you. I am. We will. She's not. She was smiling, not laughing though. I was waiting for an audible laugh. Oh, this is an audio medium. <laughs> sorry. But we didn't get there. It's okay. It's okay. I'm also she's tired. Tired. We're we're tired. Uh, so yeah, just all is like, well, I think shall we be getting back? And Karun's like, you don't don't tell us what to do. <clears throat> no, I I think that's a good idea. I mean, dang it, Octavia, back me up here. Well, I mean, we're—I mean, I was—I said that already. Whose side are you on? I'm on yours, obviously, and everyone's, most people's. But we all need to like. Not correct, right? No, that's why I said most. I qualified it. Okay. <laughs> Carhoon <laughs> doesn't gets shifty eyed at you. Carhoon doesn't insight check on Octavia. Natural eight. He's unsure. <laughs> I'd be watching you. Carhoon will remember that. All right. What do you do? Should we get back? We should. Yeah, we should head back. I mean, even if we only can have like half an hour to rest once we're back there, like. I'm tired. Yeah. How, how far? As are... I said, Carhoon is sometimes just the dungeon master. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Let's just role play sleeping for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> how far away are the ships again? I don't even remember. Uh, you rode horses, which are a few hundred feet further back. Uh, so maybe like an hour or so. Well, I guess then Octavia will be like, do we just want to rest here since, I mean, like we have this camp and as opposed to wasting time traveling back, we can well, rest, rest here? Perhaps we should talk to the, uh, you know, people in charge and oh, find out true. what the actual scoop is. That's true. Okay. Good good call. Maybe okay. that's what the dungeon master thought about in his car ride over here. So okay. that's kind of what he has prepared. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Go with, uh, go with, the, go with the story. All right. Yep. We're going to... Uh, grab those horses and let's head back to the, um, barge? Barge. Yeah. It's a barge. It's a small barge. But it is a little barge. Little barge. Clip, clop, clip, clop. Riding montage. After an hour or so, you see the, uh, just whole armada of ships moored in the river. It stretches for a long time. And you kind of ride up alongside and and moor your horses, hand them off to people who take care of horses, because you probably won't be needing them uh, for the coming battle. And so you go back to the barge. Yeah, or I guess we go to um, the the main ship to let the captain know that our mission was successful. Okay, so you go back to this lead flagship, a little, I don't know, schooner? I don't know, boat terms. We've been over this many times. I don't know boat terms, and I refuse to learn. Uh, you go back to the main ship, and you are led, the three of you, to Captain Sebring, who welcomes you into his office with a gesture. Uh, and he's seated back there with little, like, golden epaulets on his shoulders and a blue naval coat. Nice. With a little handlebar mustache, I think. And he's balding. He says, oh, well, welcome back. I hear your mission was successful. It was, yep. We Excellent. were able to... I hope you don't mind the uh, everything out. party I sent behind you. I thought it would be prudent. 
I, I think it really is because, I mean, I didn't want to leave, leave that point. <laughs> I mean, you said I hope you don't mind, so I figured that that may be that was a, a response. Uh, it was just formality. It okay. really doesn't matter if you mind it or not. Uh, that's true. <sighs> I'm sorry. That is okay. I'm under a lot of stress. That is totally understandable. <laughs> I'm very tired. That's I, I can only imagine. Do you need anything else from us? Um, well, perhaps you can be of some assistance because in the, who knows when the, uh, the call could go out for us to set sail, but uh, we should perhaps review our battle plan so that you are up to speed. And as I'm told, you are relatively familiar with the areas. If you have any insights or advice or addendums to add, uh, then would be the time to do it. Alrighty. So, uh, I came over here, and he gestures you forward to his desk, which is scattered with papers, but notably a large map drawn on which is the lake, Ansel itself. You can see the two rivers, and, uh, you know, leading off of it down towards the ocean, and uh, some markings that indicate your forces, you would guess. And further up, you see the lake and the town kind of roughed out. And there's, uh, you know, another separate map that's like just a blown up version of the town itself with various things marked on it. The town's blown up? Yeah, it's gone. You don't have to fight for it anymore. Okay, on to Grindikov. (laughs) Don't push me. (laughs) Don't push me. Oh, man. All right, so he gestures you over, and you see all these things laid out, and he says, yes, well, perhaps we, uh, as as you seem to have uh, gained, although you don't have any official rank or really any official affiliation with the armed forces here in Moer, it seems that you have gained the trust and respect of most of the leaders of uh, this place, so it seems that I have no choice but to trust you either. I prefer to do my own vetting, but time is a resource of which we are in short supply, so I will just have to take my uh, superior's words for it. So, this is... The the forces you see here are what we have to work with, so I hope that it will be sufficient. Um, The main stratagem here is, of course, a sneak attack by sea that hopefully you have secured for us. Um, As soon as we get the word, we will begin sailing our way down. Now, there are a few things to keep note of. And perhaps you can help us uh, circumnavigate some of the uh, challenges we will have to face in the coming day. Crossing the lake itself will be its own challenge. Um, We need to ensure we move quickly enough that they have little time to react, although it is quite a large lake. Perhaps the weather will uh, cooperate with us. But regardless, we, we don't really have choice over when we go. Uh, our scouts have reported that they, although um, the bulk of the enemy forces seem to be fortifying the outer walls in preparation for our oncoming assault, they are not stupid enough to leave such a liability as the lake itself unguarded. So while they may not be expecting us to attack there, they are prepared for uh, some sort of defense It seems they have uh, built up a makeshift beachhead there, uh, which we will have to uh, break through in order to fully ingress into the city. Points of notice, or points of uh, interest, I should say. 
The, it seems the, the bulk of their forces are stationed in the two beachfront hotels, which I believe in your last visit there, you were told us were, were used to house the majority of the civilians they had taken captive. We, yeah, that's right. We are unsure if those civilians remain there or if they have been moved in lieu of more aggressive forces. Regardless, it seems that there are some... Uh, Siege weapons erected upon the roofs, which will provide, uh, which will prove to be an irritation as we uh, attempt to make our landing. There are the, the two largest hotels, the uh, Diamond Pegasus, I think, and the Grand Myrmidon. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to Lake Ansel, so you'll forgive me. Our scouts, the, the, the writing on the signs was wearing off. Or perhaps it's the Diamond Dragon. I can't remember. Fantasy creatures and all that. Regardless, these two hotels uh, both have some large uh, structures on the top that will harry us as we make our landing. Of course, the beach is littered with their own obstacles. Think, you know, big metal crossy things to prevent us from getting too far up. Uh, but our ships are small and light enough that I don't think it'll be too much of an issue, and most of our people are prepared to swim if they must. However, I'm sure we will be rained down upon by arrows and bolts and stones and slings and uh, any number of projectiles. So it seems like our, our foremost goal is a smooth and fast landing. Uh, it'll sort of work, at least our initial plan, and you f can feel free to chime in anytime you have any thoughts. Our uh, landing plan, we have some smaller, lighter craft, which we'll send in first. They should be able to move quickly, and hopefully their maneuverability will allow them to evade the, being hit by the uh, large siege weapons, at least enough to get some boots on the ground. From there, it is the primary objective to destroy and dismantle those or capture those siege weapons so that our larger, slower ships can make their landing safely. If we can't do that, well, I don't want to guess what our casualties will be. How long does it take the, the you know, the, the faster, smaller ships to get across and then comparatively how, you know, how much slower would some of these bigger ships be? Uh, the order of magnitude isn't incredible. It'll take a few minutes for the smaller ships. Once they're in range of the siege weapons, it shouldn't take more than a few minutes. But the larger ships, perhaps uh, 15 to 20. Okay. Which uh, could, you know, they're just asking to be rained down upon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the siege weapons were not present in our last uh, surveillance. He looks at you. Of the city, so they must be new. Uh, so, our primary objective, first things first, is to capture the two hotels. It should cut off a bulk of their actual defensive forces and capture those siege weapons for ourselves. Now, if they do still house the civilians inside, once we have secured the beachhead and the hotels, we can start ferrying them back across the, the, the lake and the crafts we use to land, but we'll really have to <laughs> cross that river when we come to it. <laughs> It would almost, I don't know, it would almost be safer, I feel like, for them to just hunker down in the the basements of the two buildings. It will be a uh, situation, it will be a game day call, so to speak, yeah. because if the fight goes poorly for us, at least if we can rescue some True. civilians out of, the, out of the bottom of it, it won't be a complete and utter wash, and at least we can regroup and uh, regain some of our casualties. But do, you know if, do you know if there's any plans on trying to get any more of 
uh, clerics out of out of the temple. Uh, we're we're coming to that. Okay. We're coming to that because yes, the more clerics we have, the better. Right. Uh, so the the hotels are our first priority, and of course, no battle plan survives first contact. But we will uh, we will see what we can do. Once we are on the beach and the boots have landed and we have a uh, station set up, then it comes to a matter of prioritizing targets and moving on them swiftly and decisively. So perhaps you can be of some aid in that, because at that point, the enemy will likely know and be able to respond to what we are doing in time, because we will be in the city. They will not have much defense from us, but on the flip side, we will have little defenses from them, so it's going to be an all-out, uh, you know, street-to-street brawl, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, not wasting time is the key objective there. Now, from what I'm told, the temple at the center seems to be the primary target. It seems to be where the leadership of the enemy forces are and where the majority of the uh, individuals of high interest are captured. Mm-hmm. The clerics and, and healers and whatnot, so... Of course, that is where we are aiming to go as soon as we possibly can. But if you have any other additional targets or perhaps uh, insight into ways with which we can capture it more swiftly, I'm all ears. I mean, I think you've, you've identified the, you know, the main areas. Unfortunately, there aren't any, you know, secret tunnels in any of the buildings that I know of. Um, you know, there are some small pipes and things like that that small creatures could go through, but none of, uh, you know, a normal human size. So, um, I think that, uh, Silvox is the leader here. I think that we've talked about that. Yeah, so, you know, he'll have a, a wyvern and everything. So, I anticipate maybe having to fight him directly. Um, because I think we would want to deal with him as quickly as possible. Yes, destroying or capturing the leadership is is our main goal here. Without without their commanders, these forces are usually quick to disperse. Now we do have some uh, of the Elvin Griffin Riding Corps at our disposal. Oh, good. Not many, but uh, they are valuable combatants and worth perhaps many more of uh, less, we'll just say less skilled (laughs) or gifted um, soldiers. So that may work to our advantage somehow, but I would really like to know as again I have really no um, official authority over you, what you plan to be doing when all this goes down. Oh, well, I mean if the you know main objective is to get these um, siege weapons down. You know I can I can see what I can do to help take care of those. Excellent, excellent. Will you be marching in side by side with my fighters, or will you be doing your own thing and just kind of you know hippy dippy in around? <laughs> uh, I anticipate you know going in with you know going in with your fighters. Excellent. Uh, I believe the barge you have been assigned to is one of our smaller craft, so you should be in the first wave then. Fantastic. Uh, And there will likely be uh, 
other enemy boots on the ground there to meet you, so don't expect a clean walk right up <laughs> to the front doors there. Don't, haven't been anticipating a, a nice leisurely stroll, unfortunately. Yeah, that's good. Um, yes, okay, well, that, that should help. So, uh, I think... Once, if you can disable the siege weapons, we'll attempt to establish a uh, command center in one of the hotels, at which point we can uh, discuss the next steps quickly, mind you, <laughs> uh, before we are overrun and destroyed outright. So, I guess we'll we'll kind of... I hate... I always have a plan, but sometimes the best plan is to play it by ear. Be able to improvise. Yeah. Yes, like jazz. All right, I think you look terrible and need to get some rest. <laughs> well, actually, this one looks terrible. Karun's just got like a big puffy yeah. purple eye and he's just like dripping blood all over the yeah. map. He's like, yes, maybe you should go tend to your wounds and uh, just be ready. The call will come out soon. Okay. Well, sounds good. Off with you. Bye. <laughs> he throws a can of soup at you as you leave <laughs> a bowl of soup Half his name is jr smith <laughs> i only drink brandy apparently he doesn't even like hennessy but apparently he does just drink brandy oh i think liquor Oh, was liquor. Was it liquor? All this right. is a personal story that a friend of ours told where one of, it was a friend of a friend was in a bar and like met J.R. Smith who played on the 2016 championship Cleveland Cavaliers uh, and offered to buy him a beer or something and the response was that J.R. Smith only drinks liquor. At least that's what I'm told. Again, friend of a friend. Who knows if it actually happened? <laughs> Very much hearsay. But I would believe it. Oh, anyway. Too. What were we talking about? You leave. Yeah, so we'll go back to the barge with the barge with the pirates. Um, and do you think we'll be able to get like anything more than a short rest in? Or nope. Alrighty. Even if you have the time, uh, everyone is kind of like you need to be ready to jump at a moment's okay. notice. So yeah. no one is really letting you rest, and there will be you know little odd tasks for you to do in the meantime, like. You know, go take care of your horses or, you know, make sure the ship is ship-shaped to ship out. Things like that. Do they have any healers around that could maybe help out Carhoon? Uh, doesn't Carhoon have hit dice out the butt? Oh, that's true. That's true. He does. Yeah, I mean, they probably could, but they're trying to save their resources for the fight. So Good uh, call. Spend some hit dice. Uh, do what you gotta do. Recharge any short rest abilities. But if you spent spell slots, they gone. After using 100% of Carhoon's hit die, he is back to full. Good. Cool. All right. And you're Carhoon's healer. What are you talking about? <laughs> My spell slots are very precious. <laughs> All right. So Carhoon's healed up. Are you healed up? Did you take damage? You were an elemental, so you didn't probably. I took a little bit, so I'll use the hit die too. All right, so you guys rest up for an hour, but then you're kind of put to work, you know, swabbing decks and just staying ready, keeping watch, making sure your armor's tight and your weapons are sharp and everybody's got, you know, everybody's back. Except for Jasalka, he's just kind of hanging around, being a cool dude. Um, anything in particular you're doing 
during this time? I am, I do believe, going to cast Hero's Feast so that we can all get some temp HP and just be a little bit beefier before we go into this fray. And it lasts for... Like 24 hours, right? Let me double check. (laughs) Yep. So it takes 10 minutes to cast, an hour to eat, and it lasts for 24 hours. So I'm wanting to make sure I do it. You know, kind of right away, so that we can yeah. all so you get do the that while you're it. short resting. And how many people can partake? Twelve. So ten 12. of the pirates. You mean nine of the pirates? Nine of the pirates. Jasulka's filling his face. I can. I'm like Jasulka. He's like, what? Of all people, you don't need this. You're you... not gonna be frightened of anything, or like. You think I'd? My body woke up from being frozen in a tube of goo for thousands of years and you're going to deny me a few temporary hit points? Well, no, but... You're darn right you're not. And he shoves a beignet (laughs) in his mouth. (laughs) Just like a jelly donut and the jelly comes out on either side. Gets in his little beard. Now, if you'll excuse me, I, I feel the hero's feast just summons like it's not just a table with food it's like those little deli stations so there's yeah. like a little guy carving a roast and then there's someone making crepes yeah and then there's like a, what other kind of stations do they have it's like a pasta station mm-hmm. it's like a build your own pizza station with a little oven that goes through a quesadilla station a quesadilla, there too a panini press mm-hmm. I got a hibachi chef. Yeah, just I was like gonna say like a. Into people's pockets. <laughs> there has to be like yeah, like a hot skillet doing stuff like that. Oh man. Anyway, so you, Karun, Jasolka, Captain Slab, and nine pirates whose names I will remember next time. I'll get how many temporary hit points? Two d ten. Roll them. Just roll them communally. I don't want you to roll this twelve times. Nine. All right. Cool. Everyone's feeling a little bit more invigorated. So after an hour, these poof, people disappear. And you're all feeling pretty full, feeling strong, feeling ready to go for the fight ahead. Awesome. Immune to poison and being frightened. Cool. Makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage. Wisdom saves with advantage. All right. Great. That's a, that's a pretty good buff. I just figured that, yeah, we're going to see some maybe scary things that, you know, could frighten. And we know that a lot of these creatures have some poison. So. All right. So you do that and you go about your activities for the next couple hours. Uh, so it was probably noonish by the time you came back or maybe maybe one-ish, we'll say, because you were there late morning. So. You you set up this feast in the early afternoon and you wait for a few more hours and you're kind of just, you know, doing doing helpful things, but everyone's a bit on edge. Yeah. Oh, the sun begins to descend. It gets a little bit dusky as it it starts, you know, passing, passing down. Not quite setting yet, but it's getting lower in the sky. Everything's getting a bit more orange and pinkish, mm-hmm. casting a warm, ruddy glow for the landscape. When you hear the little bird calls that kind of start echoing down this row of boats. You hear it first from the front 
a little like owl hoot. That sounds like a pigeon. A little pigeon hoot. Cute. And it kind of multiplies as it's sent from the front ship and the people on everyone as they hear it. They pass it down to the ships behind. And you recognize this is the signal Mm. that it is time to to roll. It's time to go. What did you say? I don't know. I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm just trying to keep myself like... Going. <laughs> I was gonna I'm say that tired. when it got to Octavia's boat, she'll be like, <laughs> very obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and as this bird signal ripples down the line of boats that just stretches endlessly, far, far, probably down some bends that you can't quite see, people start drawing up anchors and unlooping ropes from the shore, and there's a, a frenzy of very quiet activity, but activity nonetheless. Captain Slab says, you're batting down your hatches. We're making way. And all of the uh, sailors on this boat are just like casting, I don't know, lines and doing boat things mm-hmm. as we've established. I don't know how to describe them. I bet good dungeon masters would read about boats. Too bad y'all are stuck with me. <laughs> Go make your own podcast. All right. Let's <laughs> not antagonize our listeners. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying here. You're doing a good job. They so they cast off and all of these boats slowly. It's like a traffic jam when one car moves and then it takes a while for like that car moving to ripple down all the mm-hmm. way to the end of the car line. It's like that, but with boats on a river. And so these boats all slowly start to drift soundlessly into the water. And you're yeah, you're one of the smaller boats up at the front. And it is a, you know, the river's not enormous, but it's a it's a good-sized river, mm-hmm. so the boats can go a couple of breasts down here. And you can see the larger things kind of lumbering their way behind you. You can make out some masts poking up over the trees that you can see. You know, it'll still be probably an hour or so before you actually sail into the lake itself. Mm-hmm. So you've got a little bit of time to prep. Uh, everyone's tense but feeling okay. Captain Slab is at the helm of this barge, steering it, and the other pirates are, you know, kind of standing up on deck, got their cutlasses in their sheaths, and, you know, flexing, stretching out, doing some calisthenics <laughs> oh, yeah. to get warmed up. <laughs> and of course, like, there is no sea breeze because we're on a river, but somehow there is still a sea breeze, and all of their <laughs> hair is, you know, like gloriously flapping, flapping in, the wind. in the wind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, as, as the spray, come, you know, splashes on the side mm-hmm. of the boat, it, like, goes slow-mo for a, for a moment as the sun sparkles on mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And everyone, everyone's got, like, makeshift shields because the easiest thing to do when people are landing on a boat is just, like, shoot arrows at them. Yeah. So everyone's kind of got, like, at least, if not, like, full shields, little, like, bucklers mm-hmm. that they can at least kind of cover themselves. Put over their heads, yeah. So all these sailors are kind of unaccustomed to having them because they've, they, don't, they didn't really use shields before but they've all got these like little wooden circles strapped to their non-dominant arms uh, that they're kind of strapping on and, and getting all set as mm-hmm. you make your way down the river. Is there anything you do in the, the convenient hour before you get onto the lake itself? I don't think so. Just kind of, okay. you know, kind of sit and wait. All right. Hour passes. Tension. The sun creeps a little bit lower in the sky. The crickets start to chirp. The frogs start to croak. And the ships spill out into the lake. 
Now you can see just the hazy end of the city all the way over at the at the end, but it's going to take a while before you're actually like in sight range and a little bit further before you're in ballistic weapons range. So as they, you know, enter single file from this river, they start to fan out more forming, you know, kind of like a uh, a line across rather mm, than a single mm-hmm. file line leading in. Your ship, your barge, is near the center of of this kind of arc line that starts drifting across the river, moving pretty at a pretty steady speed. You know, you got some some boats are rowed, some are I don't know sailing ships, wind, big wind wind sails, mm-hmm. uh, but they're all kind of moving in unison across the river. And you look across and all of them are just bristling with people holding spears and swords and bows and arrows and axes and hammers and any sort of weapon that could be shoved into somebody's hand. Uh, some of them, a lot of them look like trained soldiers. A lot of them look like not trained soldiers. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, you know, people who have things and maybe know how to fight, maybe don't, but they're, dang it, dang it, they're going to try. So these little schooners come up, and, and as you look behind you, you can see the bigger ships kind of lining up, and they are just much, you know, kind of slower, mm-hmm. lumbering. They can hold a ton more people, yeah, uh, but they're just moving at a, a much lower pace. As we kind of, you know, get out of the out of the mouth of the river, but we still have a, you know, a little bit before we come into to weapons range. Um, Octavia is going to gather the um, the pirates and everyone around, and she's as a ritual going to cast water breathing on everyone, just in case something happens. And then, you know, if they want to do the cool like rising out of the water with n- knives in their teeth, like Navy Seals type of thing, they could do that too. How many can you cast that on? I can do it uh, 10 at a time, and it lasts for 24 hours. And it's not concentration? Mm -mm, It's a ritual. Okay, so you can get everybody on your boat. Pirates, Cargoon, Jasulka. Awesome. Uh, Jasulka's kind of sitting in the back, his feet kicked up, and he's like, don't think I'm going to join in the uh, hand-hand fray. I think I'll... uh, and honestly, I should be on one of those ships back there. But I think I'll, uh, I have ways of protecting myself. You have fun, though. Um, do you have anything else that you could kind of use to buff any of these guys then? Is there going to be hand-to-hand? No, I'm, I'm not really into the buffing kind of thing. But uh, fear not, I will make myself uh, worth your while. I, I don't doubt it. You just go get, you know, clear out the beach for me, and I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll make myself useful. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, can you, like, make it, I don't know, stormy, so it's harder for the ballista to see us? I th- we had this discussion, and not not yet. I just wasn't, I mean, with a couple hours, I wasn't sure how quickly stuff was coming eh, back to you. Uh, maybe a few more hours. And of course, all of those those temporary hit points. I mean, sure that surely, surely that carving station made you regain a whole other level of <laughs> spells. Yeah, may- maybe, maybe, maybe I'll have some new stuff next episode. <laughs> it was the jelly it donuts. Was the jelly donuts and the crepes. So the boats. Your line of small, fast ships reaches about the halfway point, and the city's kind of more into view, and you have a feeling... Well, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell, because the sun is going down, and Mm -hmm. it still feels a bit dark, and you haven't seen any activity, so you think, you know... 
that. There's probably not like torches and stuff on these boats because you're trying to be sneaky. Right. So I'm, you you actually don't know. You you might not think they've actually spotted you quite yet. Okay. It's a very big lake. Yeah. Um, but as you're sailing along, uh, ah, screw it. Give me a perception check. Okay. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Uh, you notice. Sorry, the, twenty-four. How dare you? You don't see anything. Cracking yourself up over there. Uh, <laughs> you notice that uh, even as the sun is going down and it's getting a bit hazier, darker, uh, you could see some sort of like a mist kind of settling over the lake. And that's not necessarily unusual. Yeah. It's getting a bit cooler, but a, a little bit of a mist making it uh, a bit harder to see, which might work in your advantage. Yeah. Uh, but you're also seeing some, some like, cloud cover moving in, which was maybe a bit more unusual, because earlier today it was just a bright, clear, yeah. sunny day with no seemingly, you know, clouds in the sky. So that gives you a bit of pause right there. Uh-huh. You look down at your paws and you're like, wait, I wanted hooves. <laughs> it took her a second. It took me a second. She got it, though. Because I was like, wait, do you think I'm Carhoon here for a second? <laughs> and then as these clouds and mist kind of settle over the lake, you notice that you're, you're looking around and it seems like it's almost like the boats have stopped moving. You're like, that's weird. Hmm. Why, why aren't the boats moving? And then you look around and you notice that, like, the people aren't moving. Okay. And everything's, like, frozen. Like, you look over to your right and you see Karun standing there and his hair is, like, frozen, flapped in the breeze. And his eyes are just kind of glassed over. It's frozen, acts out, not moving. What do you do? Do I see Jasulka behind me? You do. He's frozen too. Okay. I'll kind of go into my mind and be like, Fulnis, Akrila. You can't really get a connection. Okay. But you hear a voice. Uh huh. A different voice. Uh huh. Coming from behind you. <laughs> You're looking at me so intensely. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I won't look at you. I've done that for how many years now? I still can't do a voice. It says, <clears throat> Welcome home again. Craig? You turn around and you see a person who looks a lot like Craig standing there. Glowing red eyes under the cowl mask. What's going on? I didn't ever tell you how I found Venerice here, did I? You didn't? He holds up the shield. Yeah. Black shield with a big like black diamond inset into mm-hmm. the center of it. I imagine it looks like you know the uh ebony shield in Skyrim? Yeah. Kinda looks like yeah. that, but with a big black diamond in the center of it. It's ironic actually. I found it pretty near where we're standing. Where are we standing? Oh wait, you you haven't moved, don't worry. Okay. It was pretty, pretty deep down there. He kind of looks over the edge of the boat. It's funny, right? He 
You've been all over the place, and one of these was right outside your hometown. World is full of ironies. There's a whole complex down there. Took me a while to find it. Ignorox managed to, uh, make a connection. Ah. So are you really here, or...? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. You see, I was pretty cool when you met me. (laughs) I shouldn't have been so reticent about embracing those darker powers, you know? I feel great. You wouldn't believe the kind of things I could do. What kind of things can you do? Well, this is pretty... This is a pretty neat trick, isn't it? It is. I'm leagues away around the around the lake. Leagues is the appropriate term. <laughs> hmm. I imagine this is what your little angel friend felt like, just popping in to talk to you whenever he wanted to. I can't say. Hmm. I can. Cool. Oh, I just can't seem to shake you, huh? He came back again. Yeah. You didn't really think you were going to surprise me with this sneak attack, did you? Well, it might not surprise you. Who are you trying to surprise, then? There are a lot of people under you. <clears throat> you think you're going to surprise them? You never know. No, I, I do. Actually, no. <sighs> you think you're so smart. No, I don't actually. I'm really not the most intelligent. Let me let me talk. Ah, you, you threw me off. Where was my train of thought? Oh, sorry. Goodness. Not you. Th- you were saying you think you're so smart. Yeah, I was. What were you saying before that? I'm very tired. Uh, Waging a war. Knowing about things. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So underneath here. There's actually a, uh, an entrance in those cliffs. Very well hidden. Whoever squirreled these away, the three, I guess. Very clever, very clever. There's a whole complex underneath this lake. It's been there for thousands of years. It's amazing no one, you know, your little friend, didn't, didn't decide to tell you about that one first. I wonder why. Would have been more convenient, I bet, for you. Heck, if you'd gone to this one first, maybe you would have had four to my one. We'll never know now, will we? Probably not. Anyway, so I was down there, being a boss, kicking butt, taking names, slaying all the guardians, evading all the traps. So finally get down to the to the final chamber. You know, they always have some final chamber, some last test. I don't know if they mean for you to, you know, prove your worth before you take the artifact or what, but it's a big lake. Ironic, right? Funny. A lake under a lake? Who would have thought of that? Huh. Big stone in the center, you know, nice pedestal, and I see it, and I'm like, great, that's where it is. But of course, as I said, one one final test. <sighs> you know, I'm really good at killing things. Uh-huh. It's one of the things I excel at. But... This one, I just couldn't bring myself to. You know, I thought there was a better way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think you'll have fun with her. I'll see you soon, maybe. And then time slowly starts to 
trickle back in. You see Carhoon's beautiful locks swaying in the wind. Kind of looks at you askance. Something the matter? Yeah. They know we're here. Carhoon narrows his eyes. As he does, the mist gets thicker. And the clouds kind of form up over top of you. And there's like, it's almost like a tornado. A funnel cloud starts to form, spinning down to touch the surface of the lake. And at this point, some of the the other boats have started to notice. And there's not really shouting because, again, trying to be stealthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's definitely a, a flurry of activity as people are trying to, you know, tie things down and swirl away as winds are start whipping at your face. And where this wind funnel touches down on the center of the water maybe a few hundred feet in front of you it's like something in the water itself rises up oh my gosh and splashing out in a glorious spray of foam and mist and clouds and whipping winds is just an enormous it looks quasi humanoid but it's huge probably the size of a giant or bigger it's like a, a a body made of flowing water. And in one hand, it's got like a really long, thin sword that seems to be crackling with lightning. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And there's just like mist and ocean spray continuously falling off of it as it rises up. And now there are some shouts of fear as the sailors and soldiers around the soldiers and sailors around <laughs> you point and gasp. But we're going to pick up there next episode. Oh my gosh. Does it have red eyes? Is it like under bad influence? You'll find out next episode. Ah! Well, for real this time. <laughs> for real. You'll for find real out next time. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram. And you can, can get in touch with us there. Our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch y'all next week.